hearing it. Welcome everyone to the Wabe Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Gimel in Beta. We will begin on the bottom of Daf Bet Amu Bet. <coughs> We're at the words of Yosef Amar. Now, we had looked for a reason why our Mishnah said it's law. Oh, hold on. We have, were looking for a reason why the Mishnah said it's law. In the, in the law, the Mishnah was talking about. Sorry, gotta get back over here. The Mishnah had said the halacha, and the halacha in the Mishnah welcomed Joseph was that Bet Hillel does not allow eating eggs that were laid on Yom Tov, and we wanted to know why that was so. Our first attempt at a reason was because it was muksa. We had a problem with that because uh, if it was muksa, it should have spoken about the chicken, not the egg. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Now. We had a second reason that we said why you're not allowed to eat an egg on Shabbat according to Betilel and the Machlok of Betilel and Bet Shemai. And he says it's really talking about Yom Tov that falls after Shabbat. When Yom Tov falls out on a Sunday, so we learned that the egg inside the chicken gets uh, cooked or gets prepared the day before. And therefore, if Yom Tov falls out on a Sunday, that means that Shabbat was preparing for Yom Tov. So the egg was prepared on Shabbat for Yom Tov. It's Asur Midoraita. And we said that if Yom Tov falls out on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, it would be Asmutar Midoraita. But the reason why we said it was Asur was because a Gizirah from the rabbis. If we let you eat it then, you might eat it on the other days as well. That was reason number one of Rabbah. Now, yesterday we learned a second reason. Rav Yosef, no, no, now we have, so this is the third reason. Rav Yosef Amar, Mishum Perot Rav Yosef says, really, the reason an egg that's laid on Yom Tov should be totally mutar. Midoraitet mutar. I don't agree with Hakara. You want to know why? It's, the Mishnah says the Machlok of Bet Shemay and Bet about it. Oh, I'll tell you. The reason why the Machlok of Bet Shemay and Bet about it is because there's a Gizah because of Perot HaNoshni. The halacha is that fruit that falls off a tree on Shabbat is Asur. Okay? So if you have in your backyard a fig tree and a fig falls off the tree on Shabbat, that fig is Asur because we where the rabbis are afraid that if you eat, we let you eat that fig, you might say, wow, this fig is great. I can't wait for more figs to fall off. And then if you can't wait, you'll pull off a fig yourself, which we saw the Oraita of Kotzer. And therefore, Perot according to Abaya, an egg that comes out of a chicken is very, very similar to a fig that comes out of a tree. And therefore, since it's so similar to a fig that falls out of a tree, the rabbis made it asur, and that's the that's why Betilos is asur. But, but it has it similar in that sense. You, you're not going to cut open the chicken just to get the egg. 
Right. Good. So says the Gemara. The Gemara is going to ask that question. Says the Gemara. Amalei Abaya. Abaya asks Mark's question. Perota noshin. When you have fruit that falls off a tree, time amai. What's the reason? We're afraid maybe you'll climb the tree and you'll pull off a fig. If it itself is a gizera, are we going to come and make a gizera to that gizera? Why do we make a gizera on a gizera? The rabbis made it all in one gizera, which means the same time the rabbis made the gizera not to eat the figs that are on the floor, the rabbis said, don't eat figs on the floor and don't eat eggs that are late. Because if a guy eats an egg late, he might pick a fig off a tree. Straight. That's a little far-fetched. A little far. Okay, well, the guys say, well, listen, I get this, it just came today, I'll just take this. Okay. Rebitzik Amar. Rebitzik has this, another reason. He says, The reason why it's a sur is because we're worried about mashkin shizavu. Now, mashkin, in order to understand mashkin shizavu, you need to know a famous thing. Let's say you have, you know, a person is not allowed to squeeze fruits on Shabbat. So if you have grapes on Shabbat, it's isur medoraita to make grape juice out of grapes on Shabbat. That is called the isur of dash. Okay? Mefarik, which is a todah de dash. Now, what about, what if you have a whole case of grapes and you pile them in a big pile and when you have a pile that's six feet tall the weight of the upper grapes smashes some of the lower grapes and that could produce a natural grape juice on the bottom of your Tupperware so if we have enough grapes piled in your Tupperware on the bottom of your Tupperware you'll have grape juice and a guy might say hey you know something I'm out of grape juice. I forgot to buy grape juice before Shabbat. I need to make Kiddush. Let me take the grape juice from the bottom of my Tupperware and fill it in a small little cup and I can make Kiddush. That grape juice is called Mashkin Shizavu, which is uh, liquids that fell out on its own. And the halacha is it's asur to drink that grape juice on Shabbat. We're a similar idea. We're afraid if you drink that grape juice, you might come to say, oh, I need a little more to fill the cup. Yeah, let's squeeze a few more grapes. And that will be a super parakadash. Says Rabbi Yitzhak, the reason why you're not allowed to eat this egg on Yom Tov is gezerah because of mashkin shizavu. That's what the reason is. Abaya asked the same question. The reason why Mashkin Shizavu is Asur is because we're afraid you might squeeze it. If it itself is Gizera, we're going to make a Gizera on a Gizera? Says the Gemara. Same answer. It's all one Gizera. The rabbis did it all at the same time, and therefore it's not considered two Gizera. So now, to summarize, I'm going to go to our board and we'll write our opinions that we have so far. What happened to my markers? Hmm.
Welcome, Ivan. Okay. You can see the board, Rabbi? Oh, they can't see the board. Okay. Eglinatim, why? We have Rav Nachman. We have Rava. We have Rav Yosef. Rav Yitzchak, who was first? Yosef. Rav Yosef first, and Rav Yitzchak? Rav Nachman had said that it was Muksa. Rava had said, "Why is it? Why is it a sword? The egg is a sword." Oh, because it was prepared on Shabbat. Okay. If Yosef had said that it was because of fruit on the floor, and if Yitzhak had said it was because of juice that seeped out. Okay? Can you guys see this or no? See, the, 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 we, have, we have these... Uh, Four opinions, right? Rav Nachman Muksa, Rava prepared on Shabbat, Rav Yosef prepared the fruit on the floor. This is the juice to see that. So now we're going to try to clarify why each rabbi doesn't hold of the other rabbis. Says the Gemara, Kuluka Rav Nachman Lo Amri. Why didn't everyone learn like Rav Nachman that it's Muksa Kikashan? That's because of the question we asked in Rav Nachman. We asked the question before, if you remember the Gemara before, we asked the question, if that's true, they should have argued also about the chicken. Says the Why don't they learn like Raba, who said that the reason for preparation? They don't agree that when something is prepared on its own, it's Asun on Shabbat. Like someone was saying yesterday, it's being prepared in the chicken, but I'm not preparing it. Why is that so? I think Ralph said that yesterday, right? So, if it's being read and I'm not doing it, why is it a problem? So the other rabbis, Rav Yitzchak and Rav Nachman and Rav Yosef, the reason why they don't hold like Rabbah is because they'll say, it's prepared by itself, I didn't do it. Why is that a sewer? Okay? That's why they don't hold like Rabbah. But according to Rav Yosef, who says the reason is because of the fruit that are on the floor, why didn't he learn like Rav Yitzchak? That's because of the Juice. The reason why he doesn't hold of the juice is because he says when you have juice, juice is a liquid. Okay. When you have, it's much more comparable a fruit to an egg because it's food and food. You're going to compare a food to a liquid. It's a completely different thing. And therefore, Rabbi Yosef doesn't want to learn like Rabbi because he doesn't want to compare it to juice because juice is a completely different thing than here we'd rather have egg to fruit rather than, than egg to juice. Okay? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yitzhak, my tamalokim Yosef. 
So Rabbi Yitzchak, who says it's because of the juice, why didn't he learn like the fruit? Says, I'm going to tell you, Betza Bilu'ah, Umashkin Bilu'in, Rabbi Perot, Demiglu Vekaimi. He says, I want to give a case where I, want, I think the connection is closer when the item that's being asur was originally absorbed in and it came out on the hol- on Shabbat or the holiday. So when you have an egg, the egg was absorbed in the chicken and it came out. If you have juice, the juice was absorbed in the grape and it came out. Those two are much more connected. But the fruits on the tree, they, weren't, they were always exposed. Right. And therefore, it's less of a connection. Yes, it's solid to solid, but one's absorbed and one's not absorbed. And therefore, Rebitzik likes his answer better because he's comparing something absorbed to something absorbed. Isaac, did I lose you? Good. Okay. Says the Gemara, By the way, Rebitzik is not alone in his comparison to the juice. Another Amora is going to join on his bandwagon also. Actually, Ritzuk is a later Amora. Rabbi Yochanan is an original Amora. He's the first Amora. Why? Rabbi Yochanan asked a stida of Rabbi Yehuda, which means there's two Rabbi Yehuda's opinions that seem to be contradicting each other. He noticed the contradiction, and he answered it like we said. What's the two, what's the two opinions? Tanan, we learned. The first opinion of Rehud is as follows. You're not allowed to squeeze fruit to take out the juice. If it comes out on its own, like we said, on the bottom of the Tupperware, if it comes out on its own, Rabbi Yudha says it's not always Asur. Rabbi Yudha says this juice that's on the bottom of the Tupperware, it depends what the fruit was doing in the Tupperware. So if the fruit in the Tupperware was being held to make Barma's grape juice, right? Where they make, you know, you know, they make your own fresh squeezed grape juice. So if the guy was storing the grapes in order to uh, to make the, the grape juice, so then it's takasu, because we're really afraid that if you taste the grape juice, you might make more grape juice, because the grapes are being waited to make grape juice, Rabbi Huda says. But if the grapes are waiting to go on my Shabbat table, why is the guy going to squeeze them? He doesn't want to squeeze them. He wants to serve them. And therefore, Rehuda differentiates. He says, not always is the, is the grape juice asur. It depends what it was being stored for. That's Rehuda. Okay? So again, if it's being stored for food on the Shabbat table, then it's mutar. If it's mashkin, that's a Yehuda the Tana. Comes Rabbi Yochanan the Amora, and he comments and he says, Alma we see. Kol ochlin That means that all time, anytime you have food, we consider food that's separated from food, and therefore it's mutar. Right? That's what he's allowing. It means he didn't make a, 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 a decree on juice that came out of the food. What? I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef. It's this opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Anyway, the Tanakhama Right? That's one thing. Very minimal, but we have a contradictory opinion from Yehuda, which sounds like Ochel 
food, separating from food is not always mutar. It says, the old Amrav Yehuda, matnei adam al kalkala shepropi yom tov lishon, veochla v'shini. Okay. Let's say a guy, this is a famous case. A guy is trying, a guy has a field in Israel, and the field is producing del- delicious pamelas. Okay? So he has a whole case of pamelas. He wants to serve them on Yom Tov. Problem is that before Yom Tov, he forgot to separate Maser. And without separating Maser, it's a problem. So what does he do? So if it's the two days of Rosh Hashanah, okay? So there's two days in Israel also. What does he do? On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, he makes a thing and he says, okay, these two pamelas are going to be Chiruman Maser, let's say. Okay? But I can't do it today because I can't separate on Yom Tov. But really, Rosh Hashanah, I don't know which day is Yom Tov. First day or second day. We're keeping two days, but we don't really know which day is real. So he makes it tonight. He says, this is my rule. If today's the real day, I'm separating this tomorrow. And if tomorrow's the real day, I'm separating today. You with me, Isaac? The guy's got a problem. He can't separate Tehuma on your holiday. But it's a two-day holiday, and we don't know which day is the real holiday, which day is the, the, the which day is just the, the, the Rabbanan. So he makes it an announcement saying, I'm separating this, but I don't want it to take effect until either today, if it's if today's the fake day, or tomorrow, if tomorrow's the fake day. And therefore it could work. You got it? Let's see it inside. So of course the first day you can't eat it because the first day it might not be separated yet right. in case it's tomorrow right but the second day you can eat it because there's nothing to worry about after all regardless one day it worked you, you, you right. separate another day also an egg that was laid on day one of the holiday, you can eat it on day two of the holiday. Why can you eat on day two of the holiday? Same same thing. Make up your mind. Only one day is the real holiday. Right. So the second day of the holiday, it was born the first day, so it's yeah, it's yesterday's day. And they're not both holy. holy should yeah. be allowed. So it says, well, we, we, we make a deduction. Visheni in Allah. It sounds like on the second day, yes. And on the first day, no. Umashani Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yochanan answers, switch it. Which means that the strict opinion go back to the first Mishnah, the one with the juice. Right? We said Rabbi Yudah says that it was allowed. Remember? We said with the juice on the bottom, Rabbi Yudah said it's allowed. In other words, if you're storing the grapes for eating, Yehuda said it was allowed. Now, if Yochanan comes to answer and says, "No, no, it wasn't Rabbi Yehuda. Switch that. That's the Tanakama who allows it, and Rabbi Yehuda who doesn't allow it." So now, the fact that the two things were opposite each other that means that they're both clear. That they're both the same idea. So that means that he holds like a Yitzhak. Because Yitzhak understands that the, that the reason for the Betzah is because of the juice that came out. Now the fact that you're asking a question from an egg that's born on Yom Tov to the juice that came out, that means that you're on the Yitzhak program that the whole thing is about the juice. 
I lost you guys. He didn't get it. One more time. Rev Yochanan saw that there was a contradiction because over here he's saying that you can only eat the egg on the second day, but not the first day. So it sounds like an egg is asur on on Yom Tov. Right? Yeah. Yet, even though Rav Yehuda was the one who said before that, wasn't he the one who said in the first Mishnah that juice that comes out if it's being stored for food is okay? Yeah. So why, why is Rav Yehuda saying two different things? Rav Yehuda noticed the contradiction and he says, oh, switch the, switch the opinion beforehand. It wasn't Rav Yehuda, that's the Tarakama. A mistake. Now the fact that he sees a contradiction means that he understands that the reason why an egg is asur is connected to juices that seep out. And therefore, that means he's on the Rebitzak program. Rav Yochanan, who saw a contradiction and had to flip the shita, was on the program of the fourth opinion, which is that the reason why an egg is asur is because of juices that you have. That means he's not on the Rav, on the Rav Yosef program or the rubber program. He's on the Rebitzak program. Are we clear? Right. Yes or no? Yeah. Anyone get that in uh, in cyber world? Isaac, you got it or no? It was a hard one. Okay. If you're focused, we'll give it to you. Okay? Listen to this. We have Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Rabbi Yehuda was quoted in the Mishnah as saying that the, the, the grapes that are stacked and being stored for eating, you're allowed to drink the juice that comes out of it. Okay? We had Rabbi Yochanan asked the contradiction. He says, "What well, do we see? Another case that an egg that's that's born or laid on Yom Tov is allowed only on the second day, but not the first day." Now, Rabbi Yochanan noticed the contradiction. Why is the egg allowed, not allowed, and the juice is allowed? And he says, "Oh, must be we switched opinions." Now, the fact that Rabbi Yochanan is, is noticing a contradiction at all in order to switch the opinions. That means that the idea behind the egg is connected to the idea behind the juice. Now, of the four opinions we had here, only one rabbi, Rav Yitzhak on the bottom, said that the reason for an egg is because of juice. The other rabbis are saying muksa, or they're saying because of fruit on the floor, and therefore we must see that Rabbi Yochanan is agreeing with Rav Yitzhak that the reason is because the reason for an egg is the juice on the floor. Is that good, Isaac, now? The grape is allowed always. We're not talking about what they've done on the Shabbat even. The juice, the juice. The juice is, according to the way we have learned Rabbi Huda, it's allowed, the juice is allowed and whenever the juice is being stored, the grapes were being stored not for pressing, but being stored for eating. So since it wasn't something you were planning to do, it's okay. And we're comparing the egg should be the same as that. And the fact that you saw a contradiction means you're on the juice program. And you understand that the reason for an egg is related to juice. So even if it's, did they say before that if the chicken was put on the side for laying egg and another chicken for eating, the, if it was the chicken that was on the side for laying egg, even on the first day of laid egg, is not good? You're saying a very good thing, Isaac. Isaac is bringing up that if you want to make the comparison fully,
So they want to say that you can't make exact comparison, Isaac, between the two, because when it comes to grapes, if you get a thing of grape juice, you might squeeze some more grapes and make more grape juice. But there's no way to squeeze a chicken to get an egg out. And therefore, they want to say that every chicken is like is like uh, grapes that are set aside for eating. And since there's no way to squeeze it, it should be the same. You with us? Good. Ah. So we want to say, Omidik Arami, the fact that he connected shows that he understands them the same. Okay? We see it's the same reason. Flip to do now Gimel Amur Bet. Says the Gimana. Ravina Amar Ravina learns differently. So now, once we mentioned Rav Yochanan, now Rav Yochanan, we had again we had the contradiction between the case of the egg and the case of the mashkin, of two of Yehuda opinions. And Rav Yochanan said, switch the opinion. There are other ways out without switching the opinion. Ravina has a way out, not like Rav Yochanan. Ravina Amar, Le'olam Lotepoch. Really, don't reverse the opinion. Really, it's Rav Yehuda who says that, that if the grapes are being stored for eating, that you're allowed to drink the juice. It isn't. And even though Rav Yehuda by us says that it's a sur to eat the eggs. Rabbi Yehuda was only talking to the Rabbanan. According to me, I feel a bit short. I allow eggs even on the first day. Because the same way I allow grape juice, I allow eggs even on the first day. Because I hold, it's food that's separated. But according to you, who say it's asur even on the second day, agreed to me at least that it's allowed on the second day. So Nabi Huda was saying it's allowed. He wasn't saying his own opinion. Really, Nabi Huda's of the opinion that whenever you have food to food, it's always okay. And therefore, he's okay with the juice that comes out. And he would be okay with the egg on the first day of the holiday. So why is he talking about the egg on the second day? Why do you Huda say it should be allowed on the second day? He's not talking about according to his opinion. He's talking about according to your opinion. According to your opinion, as you say, you should be allowed on the second day because the second day is for sure not a holiday. Right? There's two separate Kiddushahs. The rabbis say, no, lo Kiddushah achati. The rabbis don't agree because they say that the two days of Rosh Hashanah are different than two-day holidays. Two days of Rosh Hashanah is really one holiness because we oh, we never really knew when, when the day was on Rosh Hashanah. It's different than Sukkot and Pesach. Because Rosh Hashanah is the, is the day we, it, is the on Rosh Chodesh. Right. So since we never really know, ever, it's like one big Kedushah, and that's why the rabbis disagree on the second day. But that's really the Machloka. Rabbi Yudah was talking according to the other rabbis. Ravina prayed the Rav Ula Amar. Ravina, son of Rav Ula, said, by the way, this is not Ravina, the son of Ula. It's Rav Ula. You never see Ula called Rav Ula. Maybe it's a different person. <clears throat> he says, Hacha v'tanegot ha'omed l'gedel betzim. Here, this is the answer of Isaac Lati. Okay? Ravina Bray Dirav Ula is learning like Isaac Lati. And he says the following. Here we're talking about an, a, a chicken that's set to lay eggs. And Rehuda is following his reason where he holds like Muksa. Since he holds such a thing as Muksa, and it's set to lay eggs if it's fine. Okay. Now, 
if you remember, we have the four opinions of the Mishnah. There's Rav Nachman, Rava, Rav Yosef, and Rav Yitzhak. Now, we have a following Brayta, which is going to clarify what's going on. It says the Brayta. Metivi. The Brayta says the following. Echad Whether you have an egg that is laid on Shabbat. Ve'echad tov. Or whether you have an egg that's born on Yom Tov or laid on Yom Tov. And metaltalinota. You cannot move it. You can't use it to cover up a utensil. Let's say I have a uh, a wine bottle and I lost the cork. I don't want to find little bugs in my wine bottle the next morning. I want to take this freshly laid egg, put it on the cover of the on the opening of the bottle to stop to, to cover it up. You're not allowed to move it. With all the smoke you can't use it to support the legs of a bed. Hey, well, you, why can't you move it? We're going to see in a second. Okay? You can't use it to support the legs of a bed. It seems like an egg. If you hold it to put it the right way, it could support a bed. It's very, they're very strong the eggs. If you hold it, it's very hard to, to break it this way. Right? Sideways, it'll crack in a second. This way it will. Ela kofe alav et keli. Rather, you flip over utensil, which means you're allowed to cover it with a pot so it doesn't break, but you can't use it for any of those things. Okay. Visveka asura. And if you're not sure if it was born that day, it's asura. If it gets mixed with a thousand other eggs, let's say the egg that was born on Yom Tov gets mixed with a thousand eggs from Erev Yom Tov, all thousand and one eggs are asur. Okay. So now we're going to connect this with all the rabbis that we learned. According to Rabbi, who says that the problem is because it was prepared on Shabbat for Yom Tov. We have to be strict on it because the isur of hachana is doraita, according to Rabbi. He makes sense. But according to Rav Yosef and Ritzak, one who says the problem is because of fruit on the floor, and the other one who says the problem is because of juice. According to both those things, both those things are not the Odaita. They're all the Rabbanan. And the rule is, if you have a Safeka on the Rabbanan, you're lenient. Right? So then how come the Mishnah said, the, the writer was saying that if you're not sure if the egg was born on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to eat it. Right. We should say it's allowed because according to these two rabbis, because it's Sveka de Rabbanan, that should be a proof that the source got to be Doraita like Rabba. Oh. Says the Gemara, Seifa Adam the Sveka the Mara says that the Seifa of the Brayta, where it discusses a Safek, wasn't talking about the case of Safek, about a case of a Betzah that was born on Yom Tov. It's talking about a different case. It's talking about a case of Safek Terefa, which means if the egg came out of an animal that might be a Taref animal, animal that has a, a, a defect and makes a Taref, that would be a safek deoraita. That's the one that gets mixed into a thousand in a lot of eat. Why? Because we're not talking about a case of betzad boron. We're talking about this other case. Iachi eimah sefer. What about the sefer? Yitvarva be'elv kulan asurot. 
Okay, in order to explain this, I have to explain to you the following. There's a rule called Something that's going to be allowed is never, never batel. So, the rule is Isaac Lati, that if by mistake you mix uh, one one piece of meat into three pieces of meat, it's batel bero. And you're allowed to eat the non-kosher meat if it gets mixed in two other pieces of kosher meat. That's batel berov. Okay? However, if the item that's asur is a piece of chametz, let's say you have one chametz matzah, which gets mixed up with two Pesach matzahs, since the matzah is going to be allowed after Pesach, right. it's never batel, even in a thousand. Okay? So we're asking a question. If you're explaining that this egg that we said was asur b'safek, and is asur even in a thousand? It's talking about an egg that came out of a terefa. Now we don't understand why it's asur in a thousand. It should be batel in a thousand. Of course, the terefa egg is something that never gets allowed, and since it never gets allowed, it's batel in even two. So the fact it's asur in a thousand proves that it's an egg that was born on Yom Tov. Because an egg that's born on Yom Tov is something that will be allowed, and that's why it's asur even in a thousand. And therefore, don't explain to me that it's talking about a case of a terefa, yeah, because right. it would be a terefa, it should be mutar in, in a thousand, and the Mishnah says that's true in a thousand. Right. Good. It says, Maybe you'll answer me, oh, really? We're talking about uh, uh, an egg of a terefa. So why isn't it batel? Because since an egg is a whole object, it's chashuv, and therefore, it doesn't can't be batel even in a thousand. Okay. That's good according to the rabbi who says that anything that's countable cannot be batel. We say no things that are only counted. There is an opinion that says that the only time. There's a machlok of when something is called significant, it can't be batel. One rabbi says that anything that's ever sold by the piece is too significant to be batel. Rabbi Beast holds that anything that's always sold by the piece is batel. Now, eggs are not always sold by the piece. Sometimes you could sell an estimate. I could tell you, uh, this pile of eggs, and I don't sell it by the number. And since it's not always sold by the number, it should not be so chashub that it can't be batel. How do we know? It's not we learned. A guy who has bundles of leek, which were planted in a vineyard, and therefore they are asur. What do you do with them? You have to you have to light them. If they got mixed up with other ones that are not klaim, they got mixed with other ones. You have to burn all of them. The rabbis say, if you haven't got mixed, you could you could nullify them by mixing it in in, in two hundred and one, which means you take two hundred allowed ones, you mix it with these, and they all become allowed. Why would Rameir say it's asur? Shai Rameir, because Rameir used to say, "Etch darkolimanot mikadesh." Anything that's sold as individual units 
is asur. Only six things can make a whole thing asur. We hold seven things. And one of these, Egoze Farech, Perech Nuts, Rimune Badan, Badan Pomegranates, Chaviot Situim, Closed Bottles of Wine Always Sold by the Number, Chalifet Radin, Beets That Are Prickly, Kilche Kruv, Cabbage Stalks, Udlat Yvani, and Greek Gourd. Kibosif Av Kabel Shabalabait, Also Homemade Loaves of Bread, Haruil Orla, Orla, If They Could Be Orla, Then They Stay Orla. And if they're mixed things, they're mixed things. So that's the Mishnah. Now, what do we say about this? The Yochanan says, there's only things that are exclusively sold as individual units. That's why they can't be nullified. Anything which is usually sold by the number. It doesn't have to be exclusively. So Mara says, Hani, Lakish. That's that's going to Rish Lakish. El Yochanan Ma'ikam. What's Yochanan going to say? Okay, again, we, we, just to summarize the question, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the only time something is never batel is when it's always sold by the number. Eggs are usually sold by the dozen, but sometimes eggs are sold in a pile, and since they're sometimes sold in a pile, so then Rabbi Yochanan should say that they can be batelified, and if so. Why did the Brighter say that they can't be batel in a thousand? According to Yochanan, Amra Papa, Hai Tana, Tana de Litra Kitsaoti, is the Tana who wrote a, a, a litra of dry things. He holds that anything that's sold, even sometimes, even with Ramanan, it's not batel. And therefore, he wants to tell you that our eggs, even though they're Drabanan, According to this rabbi of Litrikitziot, he holds that even rabbinic things are not patel in a thousand. And therefore, we can explain that the egg was really an egg that was laid on Yom Tov. And the reason why it's not patel is because it's going like this opinion. Now, who is that opinion? Bezat Hashem tomorrow will do it. The time we'll see on the bottom is on Litra. Um, the question is when tomorrow is. Um, do we want to do. A late, neither one, neither option is very smooth. Option for for the Shabbat daf that's being recorded could either be, if you don't want, if you don't care about being recorded and you're here for Shabbat, you can come to Rabbi Kasky. He's doing the daf tomorrow afternoon, an hour before Mincha. If you'd like to be in my class, the way to do it is, the way to do it is, we can either do it today at six o'clock before the six forty-five minyan, or we could do it Saturday night like you did last week. Ben, what do you say? Ah, so it's Saturday night. It's better for you. Is there anyone else who is okay with Saturday night? No one's okay with 6 o'clock. Saturday night's okay with you, Isaac? Okay, beautiful. We'll see you Saturday night, everybody. Take care. Wow, we finished just in time. It's hard.